So hi, this podcast is recorded in a house with lots of animals. We have a sleeping cat behind us. I should also mention at this juncture that this podcast also uses explicit language, although we don't go into things of an explicit nature. We do swear a lot. And it is worth noting that this is considered PG-13, not necessarily adult, but we are going to use grown-up language. Is that yeah. about right? I Sure, yeah, I don't know. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 11. Woo. Episode 11, all right. And I am your host, Kevin Sunny. I have my wombat test subject, Ursula Vernon, Yo. standing by. Sitting. We, sitting by. We will talk about... What are we going to talk about this time? I mean, I have a great interview that I did at Bubonicon with our friend Reagan Earl. It is absolutely fantastic, and it talks about how she uses bullet journals. Go ahead and say it. Oh, uh, I, I, I like and respect Reagan, so if she does it, probably her method is not a cult. And the interview really digs deep into how she's using a bullet journal and how it's evolved over time. And I have been... Oh, oh sorry. Go no, 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 no. And... We'll probably talk a little bit more about the pure form of bullet journaling and not the cult of I will decorate my journal to the ends of the earth a little later on. Now, last time, my Wombat test subject, you had some homework, and it was digging into apps. Yes. I have been using Wonderlist, and we talked about this last time, but I've actually been using it to track my word count. Okay. How's that working? Uh, I'm using it as essentially a to-done list. Okay. So instead of saying Gems a lot of words, yeah. Write a thousand words. Once I've written eight hundred words or whatever, I write eight hundred words, the mm -hmm. project it was on, and then I just mark it as completed, and then I go look I can look at the completed to do's because it's wonderful. I have a section I have made just for word count. Okay. And this is handy because A, I always have the iPad with me. And the thing I was actually looking at the most in my paper to-do list mm -hmm. was the page that I was keeping track of word count Word on count, right. Because that's how I measure my worth as a human being is by productivity. Uh, this is not emotionally healthy. Don't do it, kids. Nevertheless, <laughs> I do it. And the way that I measure my productivity is by tracking my word count. Cool. So I can say, because mm -hmm. of this... You've had a lot of words. Yes, uh, I started on August 23rd doing mm -hmm. this, and... So that's about two weeks. Uh, I have a calendar. Calendar says, yes, that's about two weeks. And uh, I can track that um, I was very productive the weekend you were gone to Mag Labs. Right. I got 5,000 words done that weekend. Uh, since then, I've been averaging eight or 900 a day, except Monday was crap. Uh we were both sort of wallowing Monday. Plus, you had a hair appointment. Yes. And I know it's very hard for you to produce words on a hair appointment. This makes me sound like a total prima donna. Uh, it, having my hair dyed or whatever is not a problem, but I have to get approximately every 10 months, we're down to 9 or 10 months, I have to get my hair chemically straightened because otherwise it's not a good look. Well, you have, you have multi-layer hair. Yes. So the underside is extremely curly. The top is not. With the end result that I have permanent 80s big hair unless uh, lots and lots of toxic chemicals are applied to it. 
Uh, this was a fact I did not learn until I was 30, to my great annoyance, but as various people have pointed out, I lived in Minnesota and Oregon, two of the whitest places in creation, and the people who know how to fix this kind of hair are used to doing what is called ethnic hair. Uh, basically, they put a crap ton of lye on it, and it basically. relaxes. You, um, so you use the relaxers we see in the drugstore and stuff that I grew up knowing about because I live in the South where there are many different ethnicities with many different hair needs. It's black hair. Let's just let's just say it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we're we're white people, so we're dancing around race like it's a painful toxic. Subject. Yeah. Yeah, because we're afraid to say something stupid. But um, we're very good at saying something stupid. Yes. Uh, the very nice stylist I go to is like, yeah, I can fix this. This is. Why did no one tell you this was fixable? The downside is, if you've ever had to have the major thing done to it, uh, this is three hours of me sitting in a chair with probably toxic chemicals being applied to my scalp. And, uh, frankly, it just takes a second. I don't know. I, I do not get a lot done during this time. I just kind of hold my breath and, you know. But... I look like me at the end, and since the universe seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, I would rather face the end of all things looking good. I'm in favor of this plan. Yes. I mean, I'll love you no matter what you look like. Yes. But if you want to look good for the end of the world, we can do that. Trust me, Kevin has never actually seen me with the hair go up. I actually uh, did see some photos from that very first Midwest Fur Fest. You know the one. If you look up Ursula Vernon and then you go to images, you're going to get about three things right away. The first is probably going to be author photos and, and Hugo. Next, you will probably see her appearance at Technicon almost a decade ago in a corset and stompy boots that are to die for. <laughs> like, literally, they look like they will die if she kicks you with them. Or you will die if she kicks you with I them. I was on stage with George R.R. R. Martin. And then, occasionally, you will find this photo from a very excited fan that they took of you behind the table at Midwest Fur Fest very early on, and your hair is still the dishwater blonde that your natural hair color is, and it's sort of poofed out. I have shitty hair. Let, let, let's just face reality here. My hair is not an attractive thing, which, but it can be made so through chemistry. And the ministrations of a very talented woman that um, They're living through science. owns my hair, and I just wear it now. And I think this is important part of, or an important part of self-care. Yes. Right. If you feel that you look good, you feel better about yourself than if you're like, oh, God, my hair. And this is one of the reasons when I get up in the morning, I work from home. I get up in the morning. I take a shower, I put on fresh clothes like I was going into an office before I come downstairs and sign on to work. an office that allows you to wear t-shirts and jeans, but... I'm professionally a sysadmin. <laughs> That's all the offices. They, they start to push on, you need to wear a button-down shirt and slacks. And, and your I... resume goes online. <laughs> it, it may start to get tweaked and upgraded, yeah, yeah. That much being said... I follow Myrtle Lafferty's pants rule, and that is that you need to put on your pants and get to work. I, uh, uh, Murder's rule, by the way, is not one size fits all. There are many authors who do not put on pants. This to is work. true. 
if you can still work without pants, you do you. In fact, I do a lot of writing. I'm like, I put on pants to go to the coffee shop, obviously, and a bra. But when I come home from that, the pants and the bra come off. If I have to put my bra back on, somebody will pay. Usually me. <laughs> the flip side of this is, I know John Scalzi has posted about how he spent his day in his bathrobe. Yes, and probably wrote two, three thousand words. Right. But yeah. Because and in fact, I, I frequently write all, almost all of these words that I wrote in the two-week period, including the five thousand words. When we're done in bed with my feet up, wearing uh, Hello Kitty or Batman pajamas. Right. But. Uh, and for you, it's a lot easier to be productive in that more relaxed environment. You can sit in. I watched you sit in. I think a hotel room in New Mexico and you wrote some. Yeah. You can do it in Helsinki. You can do it I, I wrote I, I literally finished most of the Hamster Princess book on the plane. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas because of what I do, in order to be productive professionally, I need maybe not an office setting, but sort of specialized equipment. Next week, I have to go to Washington, D.C. for a couple days to be involved in a compliance audit for the company. For the company, I am not being audited by the IRS or anything like that. We are attempting to gain a certification, and I have to go present. Won't leave me much time to do anything else, and I will have my work laptop, and that is the thing that makes me productive at work. But, again, because of circumstances, my productivity is going to have to be measured differently than how much stuff I got done. It has to be measured in how successful were we at presenting our information to the auditors. There are a lot of different varieties of success. And I think that's something we haven't really talked about so much. We've talked a lot about the tasks we have to do and tracking the tasks, but... Whether or not we are successful and how we measure that success is going to be a very personal thing. Yes. For example, I tend to do it by word count, and um, I also do it by number of hamsters drawn that day if I'm in the hamster roto, which I am starting back up. Uh, that Just for anyone who is not aware, I'm a children's book illustrator in my day job, such as it is. I write uh, and draw a hamster princess. I have to do about 150 hamster illustrations per book. So I sit down, and every week I draw 10 hamsters Right. for months. Which is a different stick-to-measure things by. My work-life productivity gears around much bigger goals that take much longer. Well, maybe they don't single take... hamster. Well, whereas, you know, the, the hamster book is four months. Right. But if I sat and thought of it in terms of I have to draw 150 illustrations... I would throw myself out the window. Right. So I do it, you know, you eat the whale a bite at a time. You you go and do a, a and you're like, okay, I have 10 hamsters this week. Right. And I try, often I break things down into what I need to get done today. And unless it is the I am on point taking the front line incoming tickets for work, I do sometimes follow either the eat a frog first thing that is do the thing you least want to do first thing and your day can only get better or i follow the i will do the low hanging the small things first and build up some momentum to get to the big thing i need to do that day 
And it should be said, what you need to do that day is wildly variable. I go to a con, I literally would write a to-do item into Carrot, which is the other app I've been having fun with, that said, survive the day. I've had days like that where my goal for the day often has been don't rage quit over some insanely frustrating but overall trivial thing. Well, and in fairness, it's uh, certainly there was no chance of me rage quitting Bubonicon because it was a lot of fun. Right, right. It was just that I was working on a a I was I uh, was sick, and I was holding off being sick by sheer willpower and Dayquil and Dayquil, and uh, so survive the day was normal. Sometimes I just put con as my to do right. for the day. I am at a con. That is all I'm going to accomplish today is being at the con. I, I am a, this is what I do professionally, is sometimes it's be at con. Right. And, you know, talk to fans and sell art and do all the things that are involved in being at a con. Right. And I have a job that comes in two phases. I have the days where I have to be reactive. That is, here comes a problem that needs to be fixed. Here comes a problem that needs to be fixed. Here comes a problem that needs to be fixed. Right. The customer has something that's down. The customer has something that needs adjusting. We need to deploy a new customer. A server has just lost a disk. These things happen when you have a large number of servers. Quite a few servers out there. And then I have the days where, in theory, I can sit back and I can say, okay, what are the things I need to get done for the larger goals? What do I need to get done in order to get through to the audit next week? What are the big milestones we need to be aiming at for the next generation of architecture we're trying to deploy. I, I will say as a, a general, if you have the sort of job where at the end of the day you feel like you didn't get anything done and you're frustrated because you feel like you're accomplishing nothing, survive the day is not a bad to-do list item. That frankly... At this point, with the world being the way it is, we ought to all cheer when we get through the goddamn this is, day. This is fair. So this feel fair. free to write that on your thing. Today I survived and check it off at, you know, the last, once you're done with work or the last thing and go, yep, made it another day. I rock. And I feel that. I also have had the days where I'm looking at what I accomplished versus what I checked off my list. And... There are times when I've checked a lot of stuff off my list of things I need to get done, but I didn't accomplish much. Most of it is centered around work housekeeping tasks or that pile of emails that was waiting when I got back from vacation that I haven't taken care of. Oh, I write triage email as a to-do list item. Right, but it still doesn't feel like I accomplished anything. It feels like... I did the things that were needed to get done, but I haven't been, I didn't move the the rock forward on the scale towards the goal that I'm reaching towards. And there's, there's a big difference between having a checklist and looking and going, I got all the stuff done, and a feeling of accomplishment that says, not only did I get stuff done, but I moved forward towards the big goal. And that one's been a lot more difficult well, to... I, I would say that... If we look at it like a rock, 
Sometimes not letting the rock roll backwards is a really damn good thing. Oh, There's I'm aware that of that. Was Sisyphus's yeah. curse was that the rock kept rolling back. If you have held the rock up, even if you haven't gained any ground, the fact you didn't lose any, you know, dude, go you. Hold the line. Yeah, hold the sometimes... line is, is one of the things I say. It's, and... We don't have to push the line forward. We just have to make sure no one breaks through. And maybe it doesn't feel like you accomplished something. Often on days I hold the line, I don't fall further behind, but I don't move things forward in an appreciable way. Those are the days I don't feel like I accomplished something. I actually did, but it doesn't feel like it because you're not thinking, if I hadn't held the line, I would have lost. You don't think about that holding the line was enough to keep you from losing momentum. You think about, I didn't move the line, so I didn't gain momentum. Well, then you need to write hold the line as a to-do to -do thing. And Quite possibly. Quite possibly. The other app that I have been playing You've with. been playing with, with the Carrot To Do app, which I am sad to say, much like their weather app, is iPhone, iOS only. Now, <laughs> the, the Carrot app is, if you're familiar with the Carrot Weather app, it's the same thing. It is an angry, fake artificial intelligence that hates you. Developers of the Carrot apps, why have you not brought them to Android yet? You're killing me here. Go ahead. Carrot would say quit your whining. Carrot can bugger off. No, then why do you even <laughs> want the to-do list? Uh, I want the weather app. The to-do list would be gravy. Well, it, it, it is not nearly flexible enough for what you want. It is uh, it is strictly a gamify your to-do list thing. Okay. Where um, basically the, the angry AI allows you to write down a task... Like, for example, I just wrote Record Productivity Alchemy on it. Okay. Now, I am going to check this off by swiping. You swipe it. Yes. It, I get 20 points. And, and then it snarkily says, what do you want to pat on the back? Yes. Um, it has lots and lots of things. It's not just snark. It, it, it switches between personalities. There's the good one and the bad one. Uh, if the background is white, it is the good one. It says, go you. If you don't log in in a long enough time, when you show up, it's like you have been useless for 20 hours, and then the screen turns black. Oh! And uh, the and carrot becomes angry. So you're just trying to keep it happy, basically. Well, no, it's funny when it's angry, too. But it's it, parts of it are diabolical, because like you level up. Each task is worth a point, and then you get more features as you level up. Right. So, for example... Uh, I can, uh, at level three or whatever, it would allow me to rearrange my to-do list. At, uh, okay. I think at, like, level 15, I can set reminders or something. But it's also things like, you know, at level five, it was all, I got you a present. It's a kitten. It's adorable. Nothing will happen to it as long as you continue to complete your tasks in a timely fashion. Maybe I don't want this, this app. It's, um... Uh... <laughs> It's it's basically having GLaDOS doing a a a without list app. the sounds without the sound. Yeah, well, actually, there might be sounds. I just uh, I, I think May it not talks. Have... I just always keep the volume. Oh off. right, you keep the volume off on that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's like having GLaDOS running your to do list, which I find delightful. Um, but if you're the sort of person who takes this thing sort of kind of thing seriously, then no, avoid this. This is terribly demotivational. Except that you know, I I like spiting things. If you're the sort of person who you know thrives on spite, as I frequently am, then uh, this kind of thing is great because it's like uh, it is unimpressed with anything you do. 
and it tells well, you you that's suck. good. And you're, I'm like, fuck you. So. So okay, we we have two apps that seem to be working reasonably well. Yes, uh, the, and and the thing is, for my needs, carrot for a very short term to do list is perfectly fine. Like get groceries okay. or get milk or something. I could write you know that in, and try to remember to do it. Uh, today's Wednesday, right? Yes, today is Wednesday. Okay. For long-term things, it is not so good. For example, I have a dentist appointment on Friday, and I have no idea what time it is, and Kara's not going to tell me. Okay. But, and, in fact, did I write that down? That reminds me, I need to write down that I have an appointment with a uh, thing on Friday morning. Yeah. Did I write it down on Fantastical? I did not. Okay, I need to go find out when it is. There's a card on the table somewhere. There probably is. Yes. So that's that's that. So you've got Fantastical, you've got for the calendar, for the calendar, Wonderlist for tracking my word count, and Carrot for just short -term to -do the short-term to-do list. Because okay. I didn't really need to keep that in a in a binder like get milk. Right. You know, that works just fine. I understand completely. I have been wanting to get back into OneNote for recording garden stuff, however, because. Okay. Uh, I'm starting to get harvests of seeds, and that is the sort of thing OneNote is good at. Very true. Is, uh, you know, recording things like that in a useful format. So I may have to use that. Indeed. Yes. So your homework this time around. Yes. You have, you're giving me the look. Is this going to involve a timer? No, it is not going to involve a timer. I have determined, just through going through all of this, that you and the Pomodoro technique are probably not ever going to get along, and so we're just not going there at all. Are you sure? Because the listeners would think it was hilarious. And they don't have to live with you <laughs> for the next week. And then there was a scream and the sound of shattering springs as Ursula the herald the tomato timer against the wall. They actually make, there are several apps on your mobile device that are specific for doing that sort yes, of thing. Yes, but the tomato-shaped timer will be much cheaper than hurling the iPad. That's very true. No, what I want you to do, uh, because we're going to have a, a much smaller window between now and when we record the next episode. Okay. Because... It's Wednesday now. I leave on Tuesday. So... So we have to record in like three or four days. Right. I want you to read the Bullet Journal website. The original, here's how you do a Bullet Journal website. Okay. What was that? <laughs> Little louder. Cult! There, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> the secret is in its pure form. In its pure form. As I've been reading the website, I'm like, this is actually pretty cool, and maybe I should give it a try. I love my Vault Planner. This ends with the two of us keeping bullet journals for a week, doesn't it? It kind of probably does, yes. What if I choose to make them unprinted? That's entirely up to you. But after seeing what Reagan did this past week when I was at Bubonicon with hers... After doing additional reading, I'm strongly tempted to give it a try. Well, that's what we're for. That is what we're for. And I think it may help me somewhat because while I have my weekly, like here, you can look, you can see my weekly schedule stuff. You can't internet. You can't internet, but uh, if you can look up the Vault Planner and someday I would love to have 
the inventor of the vault planner on. But you can see how it's it's blocked out my my evening, my morning, my my afternoons, and my evenings, and I just keep my schedule up to date on it. The downside is that it becomes very inflexible, as because it's it's definitely more around goals and sort of a rudimentary schedule. I have very dynamic lists, so. When I sit down at the beginning of the week to figure out my goals, I'm not always hitting them because all sorts of things get in the way. It's ridiculous and it's annoying. So I try to get the big things that I know I'm going to get done. Like you'll notice right here, um, there's the the ticket I had to do. Actually, I finished that. So I can check that off. I finished that today. Um, you, you, right. you spelled prepare in a way that... I probably did. Don't. I, this was this was done not not spelling shaming I'm I'm this was this impressed. was done Tuesday morning after mag and all of the exhaustion that came with it yes so but I'm trying really hard to plan around goals that I know I'm going to do not and things that I'm less likely to not do and I'm not using it to track things I have to do. Or I, I shouldn't say that. I have it tracking the things I know I'm going to get done and nothing else. I'm having I'm tracking only the meetings I've got for the week so that I have a, a rudimentary agenda on it. And I sit down every Monday and I go through my work calendar and I update to make sure I don't miss anything. But what is missing is a lot of the day-to-day -day task tracking. Part of my disconnect between the two is I am really bad about recording the things either that come up during the day that I need to do, like I've had a, a new piece of technology that I'm really I really want to test, and I know I need to get it tested because we're going to I'm going to need to know it in about three weeks, but. Any work I'm doing on it, anything I'm doing on it is not being recorded, is not, I don't have time set aside, so it's, it doesn't look like I'm making progress when I am. And I don't have a reminder in the book that says test new tech, tech. specifically a, a Kubernetes tool called COPS, for those of you who are, are technical, it looks really cool, but yeah. So the Vault Planner is not meeting your day-to-day -day needs. It's working more as a weekly. As a, and I think that is part of the appeal of the Vault Planner. If you're in a career or a... Maybe career isn't the right word, but in, in a environment where you look at things much more from goal-oriented versus task-oriented then the Vault Planner is excellent. When I started using the Vault Planner, what is this, five, six months ago now? It was exactly what I needed. I'm starting to focus on my goals. I still have the, and I haven't done it for September yet, but there's still the, the thing, this is what I want to do this month at the start of the month and all of that stuff. That is great for focusing on what you want to get done. It is, or not what you want to do, but what your, your goal for the month is, what your themes for the month is. I still have the pages for May for I will get my budget under control. And 
failed miserably a couple months later, but that's a whole other ballgame. That being said, it doesn't handle... It's very good at the strategic of running around your life. I'm still in a very tactical situation. That is... I can think about the big things. I'm going to record Productivity Alchemy on Wednesday. Yay, recording Productivity Alchemy on Wednesday. But it doesn't really work with... I sign on for work and I have 15 things to do. There's no way to track or record it in the journal. The bullet journals, on the other hand, while they don't... So you can't just write, I got a lot of shit done today in your vault. I could write that down, but then when I go back, I'm like, what shit did I get done that day? You don't trust that you just got shit done that day? Correct. Why not? There is an interesting side effect of working in tech after a while. When you are new in tech, you're always excited about what you do. You're always proud of what you did and this new thing you did and what you did, and so you talk about it all the time. As you sit through or work through a job for a couple years, months, years, it depends on what kind of position it is, after a while, you don't think about or talk about all the things you get done. You're just, yeah, I took care of the tickets. And it becomes very hard later on to say to, say, your boss, your boss's boss, whoever, here's the things I got done this past week. So what you need is a way of recording it so you can refer back to it later to impress the boss. Or at least a way of recording it so that I can go back and say, aha, I did this ticket, this ticket, this ticket, plus I made forward progress on these three other things. Whereas I, not being answerable to anyone except my own insecurities, can write, I got a lot of shit done today, and if I look back a week later, I can go, right. go you who got all that shit done. Great, because I got a, a lot of shit done today could mean I fought my way through 50, <laughs> like I've ever done 50 tickets in a day. Uh, actually, no, I used to. That was when the systems were significantly less complex and I could just kick them out. But the thought that... You know, I can sit down and I can say I got a lot of stuff done because I took care of, say, 15 tickets today. That isn't necessarily what my job is about anymore or what my accountability to the job is as the organization grows and as my role in the organization grows. It would be like saying I spent time... Let me back that statement up. It's like you're a project manager... And your daily thing is, I got shit organized for a bunch of projects. What projects? How did you get them organized? How much time did you spend on each? That's the sort of thing that it's morphing into versus being able to say, yes, I was working on tickets yesterday. The question right now, because our group is so large and we have tracking systems and we have statistics about how many tickets you did, it becomes, well, what were the tickets about? And having to go and backtrack and search and figure out, like if I say I worked on a lot of tickets today and my boss is like, great, what tickets? Either I have to go to the work or he has to go look up to see, well, what did Kevin actually get done that day? Gotcha. So it's, the Volt Planner is not working for tracking that? It's not. 
It's okay. very good at strategic and looking at my week and what I need to get done this week. It's very bad at the tactical of, it, at least in a situation like mine, where I might have ten things I have to get done in eight hours of work. It. So you can't just go back and write them down because that seems like a waste of time. Not only, it's not necessarily a waste of time. There's no space. Okay, now we get to the critical. Yeah. All these, all this verbiage, it's tactical versus strategic. No, just well, say, there's not enough space to write down the number of tickets I did. If I only did three a day, it would be one thing. Yeah, but sometimes you do 20. And sometimes I do, I spend, you know, 16 hours in a meeting. 16 hours, yeah. I spend I'm 16 hours a week in meetings. I'm saying you made this way too overly complicated with the verbiage when just what you needed to say was, I don't have enough space to write down individual well, if tasks. I wanted space, if I wanted specifically space to write down just individual tasks, look, I've got flat, plain paper in here. Then why don't you use that for the tickets? Because it still isn't quite... I mean, I suppose I could, but I also like sort of the idea of the bullet journal with the symbol... And the plus that you got it done, and the minus that you didn't. You'll you'll see when you read. I could use lined paper for it. I probably will use lined paper for it. But the difference between just writing a big long list and writing a list with some sort of tracking and accountability into it is is a little different. Internet. I think Kevin just talked for ten minutes around. It's not big, and it looks weird if I do it, and I don't like that. That's. Not it at all, but okay. Your interpretation, my interpretation. Tactical and strategic. We're, you're not fighting a war with the planner. No. no, I'm... The hoplites are not coming up the driveway and you have to beat them off with your notebook. No, I'm fighting a war against the encroaching tides of incoming service requests and the things we need to get done to reduce that number of incoming service requests. I mean, that's... When we talk... When I, when I talk about tactical, that's what we get done today, da, 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 moment to moment, and strategic, what I need to get done over the course of the next week, month, year, to not have the current set of tactical Okay, things. first of all, you needed to define those terms early on. Okay, that's fair. Secondly, you need to just not use those terms. Because everyone who is our age or older immediately goes to the debates between McCain and Obama, where uh, McCain would tried to score points by saying he didn't know the difference between tactical and strategic, and none of us know the fucking difference between tactical and strategic, except maybe Mike Cole. So, the two I know the difference! Yes, but... Long-term and short-term work real well, too. Overarching goal versus daily tasks. Okay, I will take that under advisement. If you wish to be a project manager, you need to communicate clearly and effectively with the people you are managing. If they stare at you with a vague glazed over expression such as I have been staring at you with for the past five minutes, you have failed to get through somewhere along the line. Every person I've talked to in my current organization and prior organizations did not stare at me blankly. They were too polite. Not <laughs> really. You. How long has it been? You worked at a game company for a short while. Oh, let's not even talk about that. Yes, briefly. If... We did not talk about tactical versus strategic. No, no, no. I just had to fight off the programmer who insisted on saying, I smell yeast whenever I walked in the room because I was the only woman in the company. But if you're trying to explain something to anyone else... 
You're supposed to make a horrified noise at that. Well, I've made a hor- Sorry, you've told me that story a couple times, <laughs> yes. but I always make a horrified noise. Anyway. Plus, I have a cat climbing in my face, and it's hard to be make a horrified noise when Sergey's like, I love you, now feed me. Yes. Uh, okay, so going back. Going back, did you ever try to explain something, and they looked at, and they didn't look at you like you were stupid to be polite? Um, what, what do you mean? They always looked at me like I was stupid. Uh, maybe I have it confused because uh, in the industry I'm in, if I say something that people don't understand, I usually I've pretty much always gotten either "What the fuck do you mean?" or a look that says "You're talking out of your ass," much like the look you're giving me. And if people don't understand, they're pretty blunt about what sort of dumbass crackpot theory you're talking about. Yeah, that works real well when... Do you say that to your boss? What? What dumbass crackpot theory are you talking about? Well, yeah, but he's in Jersey. If I don't talk to him <laughs> like that, he thinks something's wrong. If I'm extra polite, man, then, then the jig is up and, and something... I must be ready to quit. Remember, this is the guy who in our one-on-one -on -one, one time, we got into a nine... We hit nine FPM. Yes. So... The... the... This confuses all of our West Coast co-workers because they don't understand New York, New Jersey, kind of a lot of it East Coast culture sort of thing where you get on the phone and you're like, what the fuck you doing today, asshole? He's like, oh, nothing, asshole. So. Yeah. Your point. You were saying. Uh, you, you are... You are obfusc you are you are using fifty cent words where ten cent words will suffice. Communicate in clear, lucid prose, and you you were there was some blather. There was perhaps some buzzwords. And your point is? That if you want to sound like you're in a cult, nothing. What is that you with you and okay. <laughs> we'll figure out what's up with her in cults someday. Right now Do you want me to tell you? Someday. Right now, I we're almost 40 minutes in, and I want to get to this interview with Reagan before we use up an hour. Reagan is probably not in a cult. No, no. Reagan is awesome, and I really hope you enjoy this interview with her. Hey folks, we are at Bubonicon, and our friend Reagan has, and I'm saying that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, has graciously um, agreed to do an interview with us for the show, and is really excited to show off her journal, and so let me bring up our seven questions, and we'll just use that as the... Okay. As the as sort of the guideline, but someday I'll be doing this. Somebody will be like, "Yes, I know what your seven questions are." So let's just get going. You know, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? 
My name is Reagan Earl, and I work for the largest real estate company in Colorado Springs, Remax Properties, Inc. Okay, so Remax. I am their marketing coordinator. Um, that actually is my official title. However, I pretty much do whatever the owner asks me to do. And now, now uh, is Remax a – are they independent things, or is this like part of uh, a bigger – chain is this corporate office or is this just a local thing or um we are a franchise okay. in a corporate owned region gotcha um the corporate headquarters is up in denver all right so this is a corporate franchise yes okay all right um so how do you keep yourself organized well um pretty much i, I have a bullet journal um okay for the longest time i was using th i tried trello for a while mm -hmm. um, i tried OneNote for a while and one of the things I discovered was is a lot of my weekly, monthly tasks are the same tasks every week. They, they repeat weekly. Right. And having to uh, – one of the downsides I found with Trello is um, I couldn't create – I didn't figure out how to create a weekly task that repeats every week. I'm pretty sure they, they don't have that. Or if they do it as a very recent addition. Right. Um, um, I dumped Trello about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Okay. And same with OneNote. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, the weekly task, because it's, it's the same thing. Mondays, I do this, 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 and this. The rest of the week is just following up on the rest of my tasks. And then monthly, I do this, 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 and this. Right. So that didn't quite, it, it, it got tedious after a while. So then I thought about, okay, well, let's try bullet journaling. And I looked up the original bullet journal video. Right. And I actually discovered it, I think, like two years ago and went, okay, this doesn't work for me at home because I don't have kids. I don't have tasks and stuff that I have to keep up with home, at home, that kind of deal. And then when uh, the digital methods were failing me, I looked at it again for work. And it kind of, it, it, starting out with the original bullet journal method, which is the whole, you have your future log, you have your month on one sheet with all of your appointments and all that other stuff. I did start doing that. Okay. Um, Ooh, and you've got little, you've got the little flags here. Yes. Those are, are so, those, uh, so is, I, is this, oh, that's the New York sticky set. Yes, and a, this yeah. came out of one of the iPen boxes. Yes, I saw, I saw on their site all the different ones they have. Yes. Yeah. So, um. For the Empire, I have one of the Empire State Building around here somewhere, and it's got King Kong hanging from the top of it. Oh, there it is. So it does, yes. Yes. So I have a page for like my monthly tasks that repeat, and what I did was is I, I named out all of the tasks, mm -hmm. and then I gave them an abbreviation, and then um, on the next page I have the weekly tasks and their abbreviation, and then I have details on what those various tasks are, you know, what reports I have to run for statistics for statistical reports right. that I do on Mondays, that kind of stuff. You know, when we get a new agent, what I need to do with that new agent. and So an onboarding process. Yeah, we have an onboarding process, <coughs> and we also have, uh, when an agent leaves the company, we have a, a we call it a termination process. Right. And um, the onboarding, basically, that one's easy enough because we have a, a new agent spreadsheet that other people are accessing through Google, Google Sheets. Okay. So we just go through the sheet and check off various things that we have done. Right. However, there's my I have my own tasks that I need to do, and I and I 
I started this burner bullet journal with the idea of what happens if I get hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. That's usually why a lot of people do it. Right. And yeah. um, there's still quite a bit it, that I do that isn't in the book. But, mm-hmm. you know, at it, the very least, the basic stuff is in here. And then I did the whole future log, and then I did, you know, the monthly, you know, here's the rundown with all of the various things that I need to worry about, and then all of my tasks for December. And then I realized, okay, this doesn't quite work for what I need. Because I don't have to keep track of the whole month. I just need to keep track of week by week. Week by week. Oh. So um, there's a blog out there called Page Flutter. And she talks about bullet journaling. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues I had with bullet journaling is make your bullet journal pretty, do all this stuff, yada, yeah, yada. we've you've heard the rants we've had on oh, that. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't have time for that. I don't I, I do have the creativity for that, but I really just don't care for it. And you want and you, you need functional. You need functional right. and immediate. Right. Okay. So she ended up posting a very um, slimmed down weekly task thing, which is this one that I started here. And it's basically I have three days on one page, three days on an, or two days on another, and then I have a column for notes. And then eventually, so I did this for several months. Yeah. You know, and then actually, so I um, roundabout. February, March. As soon as I hit March, I I dumped it. I completely got rid of it. <laughs> so then I drew my own thing. So I have my to do list. Mm-hmm. I have a column for meetings. Right. And then I have extra pages for notes. And again, it's it's still in a weekly format. Yes, it's still a weekly format. Okay. This book does not come home with me. Work does not come home with me. Oh. It stays at work. Nice. Because um, I have to separate my work and my home life. Otherwise, I would go insane because unlike the rest of us who are work from home and so right you know when we open the door from the office we're home mm-hmm. but sometimes it bleeds through because the dogs will want out uh, or the right. cats will be angry at the door or yeah the ups this, guy shows up yeah. i have a traditional nine to five job right. I, I get a paycheck you know i have somebody telling me what to do what they want me to do that kind of stuff so this this stays uh this interview is the first time that this book has left the office oh well then i'm honored i'm honored. um but yeah so then i so i have my column for meetings and then round about july i think it was um i realized i don't use my book to keep track of my meetings maybe it was august um i don't use my book to keep track of my meetings so now i keep track of new agents oh as as new hires come on right or, right all of the various things I need to, you know, and once I've, I've finished setting up all of the accounts for the new hire and done all of the stuff I need to do, then they get crossed off the list. Right. I use Google Calendar for my meetings. Yeah. My phone bingles at me, okay, I got to go to go to a meeting. Right. You know, right. that's what I use it for. Whereas so somebody like me, I have the calendar and mm-hmm. I have the phone bangle, but I have to be able to look at it and go, here's an hour block where I can actually work on something that doesn't involve meetings. Or right. I've set aside this six hours to do a particular task or a particular thing, mm-hmm. and I can't have people interrupting me. So I have to be calendar. I, I have to have sort of both, and that's why I've got the paper journal where I put down all my meetings that I have to have happen so I can right. figure out where I have open What's, spots. What, what your day is going to look like, right. pretty much. Yeah, even though I can – I mean, I've got the visual on the calendar, yeah. but that just – 
I don't feel like I'm in control of what's happening in the work exchange mm -hmm. or, you know, if I had a, if we were using Google Calendar, I wouldn't be completely in complete control of it because I don't always get a say in when a meeting is going to be requested and whether or not I'm allowed to skip out. Right. My boss is pretty lenient about it, but overall, I'm involved in some really high-profile corporate projects, so if they want to meet on something, if I don't have the time blocked out for something else, I'm likely to get random requests right. that I can't necessarily say no to. Right. right. In which case, it kind of screws up your whole day. Right. Yours is a little more... You have control over your schedule, yes. as it were. Yes, because my so we do have we do have a monthly meet a couple of monthly meetings that I have to attend. Right. Um, however, um, some of the things that I do is is when new agents come on board, I train them on how to use some of our systems. Okay. You know, we, we set up a whole bunch of different accounts for them, and they're like, "Well, what is this for? How do I use it?" So I have kind of like one on one meetings with them. So my calendar really is my particular meeting calendar is pretty much empty. Okay. You know, so my, my week is basically, so as you can see in the book, I have color codes. Right. Orange is weekly, green is monthly, blue and purple and red or whatever, just random. But, <laughs> um, so these are all of the daily, th these are all the weekly tasks that I do, and they don't necessarily have to be all done on a specific time frame. Right. Um, I just have notes on, you know, okay, so I have to, send out uh, to our recruiting team co-broker closings for that week. Okay, well, I want to run closings from, I want to run the report from Tuesday through Monday because my Monday is full of doing the weekly stats for the agents to right. send to their clients, the target market analysis, which is the showing report, and then I do a weekly newsletter, which is like an internal company newsletter, and that takes up pretty much most of my morning. So, so in a lot of ways, you're not just... You're you're a business analyst. You're um, the new hire trainer, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing in some ways an executive assistant all in one. I wear a lot of hats. Right. My hat rack is pretty high. <laughs> and then I also do the marketing for the company. Like uh, we do a, a a thing in the newspaper on Saturdays for the real estate section where people, you know, give me the houses they want to advertise that way. Right. Or uh, I'll do flyers for whatever. Like we have an anniversary flyer where we just list the anniversaries of, you know, who's having an anniversary this month. Mm -hmm. And it's anniversary when they join the company. And then I post crap on social media. Things like, um, you know, just trying to get more engagement on our, our, on our company business page. Um, we have a private Facebook group. There's, there's the whole of, kit. Yeah, the whole kit. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I do, and I just use this to keep track of, okay, what have I done and what haven't I done? So building on all of that, I think we probably just covered this in a, a large way, but what other habits and systems are important to you as part of this? Habits and systems that are important to me. Well, number one is, I, re, which is the one I sort of sometimes wish I could do, is you close the book, you put it in your desk, you go home. Yes. That is incredibly important to you. Yes. Um, and oftentimes, um, I did have one person in the company who stepped down from their position. They would uh, send me text messages or random calls 
you know, about work. And I'd be like, okay, they're calling me about work. This can wait till tomorrow morning. Um, she used to joke about how she could feel my boundaries from halfway across the city. And it's like, <laughs> yes, you yes. have to set boundaries in this environment. You know, um, I have a person who likes to micromanage me. Oh, those are wonderful. Yes, and um, and I just I you know they'll they'll say this this would be great for the newsletter, and I'm like, okay, I've already saved that for the newsletter, and um, they would ask me, well, I need you to run a report on this, and I'd be in the middle of something else, and I'd be like, okay, write it down on the sheet and mm-hmm. finish what I'm currently doing. So setting those boundaries are important. Um, I would get random calls from agents asking me questions, and it's like if I'm in the middle of doing stats. If I get distracted with stats, the, then the report's screwed up. And um, so if I'm in the middle of doing stats and my phone rings, it's like, okay, ignore. That goes to voicemail. I'll deal with it in a minute. I so. had a bad habit at one of my – it turned out to be a good habit, but for most environments it would be a bad habit. Mm-hmm. I had a – we'll call them a customer. I was in a, a hosting environment, and one of the people it was – federal government so all of our customers were sub agencies of the agency i was working for we had one group where whenever their team lead sent an email into our tech our techs about something to be done or a schedule with the next release or anything like that he would call to make sure you got the email and remind you of what was in it. Right. I've, I've had agents do that. I had this one agent that would, she'd send me an email. If I didn't respond to the email right away, she'd send me a phone call. She'd call me. Mm-hmm. Nobody has my cell phone number to send me text messages except for like maybe four or five people. And right. those people are on the management team. But I would, you know, they would just ping me. Did you get it? Did you get it? You know, and I would... At some points, you know, I would have to hit the Do Not Disturb button on the phone. I not only would hit the Do Not Disturb button on the phone, I turned off the ringer. Yeah. So that I could work. I, it would blink. You know how it blinks. Oh, yeah. You know, I would blink. I would look. I'd see the number. I'd say, never mind, and go back. I left the company, mm-hmm. and all my workload got shifted to someone else. This person called in and was so nice and grateful and thankful that the person who was taking over my workload had just answered the phone that they have not been a problem ever since. <laughs> okay. My boss came up to me at a tech conference like, you broke a customer. You are legendary. Wow. I'm like, really? That's, that's... And then she gave me a job offer and I'm like, you can't afford me. Yeah. You know, right now. But an- another thing, another habit that I have is um, I have my email, my work email, and my Google Calendar open in two different tabs. Mm-hmm. I've got two monitors. So one monitor is email, and then the one right in front of me is whatever, I, is whatever right. I'm working on. So I occasionally glance over to the other one, um, and having the calendar open helps me figure out what, how my whole day is. So you're, you're having it on paper. Mine's digital. Right. And then I also have it on my phone. Um, I... Really, the only piece of work that comes home with me is my Google Calendar. And it's only because I, I'm sharing my work calendar with my personal. Right. And that way, if you wanted to one day, you could just go disconnect. Yeah. Um, I don't check my emails from home. Mm-hmm. I don't even have my uh, email account on my phone or, you know, anywhere. I, I, I still have access to it, but um, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't come with me. 
since we're on Microsoft Exchange, I literally delete the app from my phone when we do trips like this. Yeah. So that unless there's an extreme emergency and my team lead has to physically pick up a phone and call me. Yeah. That I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. It is. And I need to. I, I really. I haven't put it back since back on since we got back from uh, from Worldcon. Well, it's because you had to leave for Bubarga. Almost immediately. Right. And next week, next event, the next event, the mm -hmm. next event. So it was like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, I will occasionally, because we use Slack very heavily. I don't know if you guys are slacking yet. Um, okay, so in a real estate office, getting agents to adopt a thing. Um, if you've ever wondered what it's like to herd cats. I'm aware. Work yeah. in real estate. Well, yeah, I mean, you... you worked with feral feral cats for a long time. Literal right? feral cats, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Real estate offices are a lot like herding cats, and uh, you're also back in high school with all the various little clicks. Oh, And oh, it's a soap that. opera. Gotcha. All in one. So getting people to adopt certain things, I like the idea of Slack. Getting our management team to adopt it is, I don't think it's ever going to happen. That's fair. That's fair. And you have to prove the value because it costs money past a certain point right. and even if it has the integration with Google Calendar where mm -hmm. or the integration with it has integrations with damn near everything these yeah. days except the one thing I wanted to integrate with which is Habitica <laughs> <laughs> I even tried Habitica for a while and it got to the point where you know I'd have to log into Habitica to check off a task when it's easier just to scratch it off in my notebook I keep it open in a tab and After a while, I just stopped caring. <laughs> they recently they recently redid things, so you now have monthlies and weeklies and dailies, and it's okay. not just dailies or not. Right. That was that was another issue, too, because mm. when I was messing around with Habitica, it's like I couldn't do a repeating weekly task or a repeating monthly task. And you task. can now. Okay. I might, now. I might have to revisit it then, just because I like the idea of having a little character running around in a dungeon. My level 121 mm -hmm. warrior on his... What am I currently riding? I think because I'm a contributor, I got a... No, I haven't got the special contributor pet yet, but you know, here's the here's the pet that you get for doing this one special thing or the, the mount for one special thing. So I'm riding around on that, and they just added hippo pets. So I have a little dark hippo um, <laughs> because it's all adorable. Yeah. And it's just... and And the social pressure of... Did I get everything done? Uh, if I missed something, it will hurt the other people right. in the and, party. And I think that's another reason why I, I quit Habitica was the whole, okay, I'm not getting my tasks done and I'm going to hurt the other people in the party. Right. The, right. the guilt aspect of it. It's like if, if something's going to guilt me into doing my tasks, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I look at it as, as more of accountability. That too. Right. I, I hate being held accountable for stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Whereas the one writer's party, uh, Mary Robinette has a party of nothing but, like, writers and people in publishing. Mm -hmm. They're holding each other accountable for, like, daily word count and things like that. Right. That For that, it makes sense. But for what I do, it, it, Not it really. doesn't work. Not yeah. really. Yeah. So, what would you say your biggest help has been? My biggest help? Mm -hmm. Probably be this book, this this bullet journal. The whole bullet journal, yeah. 
Because there have been okay, so before I started getting this kind of organized, mm-hmm. I would I would lose track of what's coming up. I would lose people would tell me, hey, I need to have this done, and if I didn't write it down somewhere, I would completely forget it. You know, um, I used to have a mind like a steel trap, but not anymore as as I get older. Yeah, I understand um, that one. Yeah. So yeah, my biggest help has been this book, and I'm sure it'll it'll evolve over time, as as it already has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's pretty handy. Now, granted, I don't think I'm going to go out and spend like 17 bucks on a less less a turn, you know. Oh, whatever. an lectern, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice paper. The little dots are handy. You know, I it's I get kind of like a little bit of a creative moment on Mondays when I draw out my new boxes and stuff. But you can get less expensive dot grid journals. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm not going to probably throw. Put down that. Now it's nice having you know um, three little, two or three little the markers. The markers, but this one I rarely ever. I mean, I rarely ever open to this one anymore. So maybe just having the one would be fine. Maybe the one that I'm really fond of, the one that I basically printed out, punched holes in, and put into my disc-bound notebook, mm-hmm. is Kate Matsura's. I think that's how you say her last name. And now the internet's yelling at me. But her her Volt Planner, and it has two, mm-hmm. which is also very useful because I can set one at the beginning of the month with the monthly stuff and one that's at the current week right? so that I can get to one or the other really quickly. Yeah. Having more than one is really, really useful. And I notice you've got – you're using the elastic strap sort of as a, as a fourth, or is that what you were thinking of or as a third? Or as a third, third yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes I use it as a third. Um, half the time I forget, though, and it's just like – because the book just sits on my desk. Um, yeah, I've uh, learned a very interesting bullet journal hack where if you um, have a journal like this with an elastic strap, if you um, put it halfway across the front of the book mm-hmm. where it's angled, you can actually stick a pen in it. Have you seen without the... having to worry about whether or not it's got that little hold on, pen pocket? Hold on. Have you seen the quiver? No, I haven't. That is cool. Yeah, it's just it's a piece of elastic with a pocket that you can put on any notebook. You'll notice I'm using my my octopus here yes and it's a pen holder but it's also it'll also like the elastic strap keep it closed yeah which i was like why are not more people doing this or if you've got a thick one you can just put it over the front page yeah which is what i was doing when i was using the um undated print version of the vault planner Mm -hmm. because they don't have the the overall elastic strap but i want to get into it quick and have the pen so i can pop out the pen and just flip it open yeah right to where i need it to be and it's and then I slide. This, this is the pod, the podcast specific notebook. I just slide it under the elastic so that it goes with me everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Now I do have. Um, in addition to being a pen junkie, I'm a little bit of a journal junkie. Um, oh, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Um, I do have a desk-bound journal at home. However, mm-hmm. it has Dungeons and Dragons notes in it. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm DMing as well. Right. So. And then I've got a whole bunch of other little journals like, okay, this journal's for this campaign, this journal's for this (laughs) campaign, this journal's for my character, you know, whatever. So I do have a lot of those. I moved all of my D&T stuff onto OneNote because it was easier to get to the information I needed and the table of here's how much, here are all my plot notes and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I can do it. I'm in the middle of that long all-hands meeting that happens, you know, every quarter about performance and here's the marketing plan and I'm the guy running the servers and while I'm glad that this stuff is being shared with us 
I need some of the I need the high level bullet points, not the yeah. information that's going to sales and marketing and customer you just need support. To know what's going on? You don't need the minutia. Right. And after 15, 20 minutes of minutia, I'm writing notes on where the story's going or whatever, <laughs> and I can have it with me anywhere. Yeah. I which should is probably useful. do something like that. I mean, I've currently got a uh, running text file in Google Docs. Right. With uh, current campaign notes, or at mm-hmm. least the village that they had just adventured in last week. Right, right. So. No, the fun bit is going to be when I have to when we convert off of the current system onto whatever the next system is, mm-hmm. we're on 4E. Sooner or later, the tools are going to stop working because a lot of them were written in, like, Silverlight mm-hmm. or older.net, and Wizards is going to stop maintaining Well, they've stopped maintaining them. This much is pretty obvious, but they're just going to fall off the Internet one day yeah. or stop working in general. So we're already looking at what that next system is going to be. So having those notes in something that isn't that can be adapted really quickly to a new system is also really important for me. Yeah. Although figuring out what that new system is going to be has been one of the other challenges we're going through right now, <laughs> or I'm going through. Yeah. Since the players don't care, they just want to know what the rules are in play. Right. They're not the one who has to manage the back end. So you're doing what? Fourth edition. Fourth edition. Fifth edition is pretty interesting. I've heard. It uh, it 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 has the feel of second edition, first and second edition. First edition I liked, second edition I, I wanted to punt, <laughs> but I was also playing, when I talk about first edition, mm-hmm. we're going to go on a tangent, folks, you might want to just skip ahead a little bit if this isn't fascinating, but we're at a con, so it's sort of relevant. I had the red box in 1980, that so you could do levels 1 through 10, uh-huh. and then the... the uh, next box, the blue box for ten through twenty, and I never got the box that did twenty through twenty-one through thirty. Yeah. Because that was when I started getting advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Which we now really consider, you know, first edition. Yeah. Before it became before second edition came out. Yeah. And all that stuff. But we played around with the idea of you know I've looked at Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. I've been, I keep flirting with GURPS mm-hmm. because part of me just loves GURPS, on principle. Okay. Not necessarily in practice, right. but the flexibility and the sh- massive amount of resources and all of that stuff for it. I've been looking at Iron Claw. Okay. I don't know if you've seen Iron Claw. I've heard of it. It's Rooster the Paladin could be a literal rooster. <laughs> in armor. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, Iron Claw. Yes, mm-hmm. I actually have that. Yes. I have that, yes. I always, yes. I always get the newest edition from uh, Sanguine. Okay. Because, or not the newest edition, but the latest add-on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, they're good people and mm-hmm. they're good friends and they're fun to hang out with. Yeah. Now I know why it, it sounds familiar. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's 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 furry D and D kind of. Kinda, yeah. yeah. A lot of lot a lot of potential fun in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I haven't figured out. You know, we're going through the systems and looking at the mechanics and what the tools are. Since we're right. a distributed group, we don't get together in person. Right. So it's all about how how does everything integrate together. Mm-hmm. Very similar to, haha, bringing it home, planning systems. Yeah. Because a, a planning system that isn't integrated with what you're doing in some way, whether it's just habits, whether it's digital, is almost useless because you're going through the motions 
but then you're duplicating effort in three different places. Right. So your 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 source of truth is this bullet journal, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. That was a roundabout way of getting there. Mm. It really was. Whatever. So what do you do when you? No, wait. Let's back up. Did we talk about your biggest help? Other than the the book. The That's book. That's pretty much okay. it. The book and the Google Calendar. And the Google Calendar. Okay. I got sidetracked, so I lost track. Uh, how do you reward yourself? Um, I reward myself by scratching it off the list. <laughs> I am not one of these people, like I said before, I mm -hmm. don't like being held accountable for things. Okay. Um, so, you know, some people will say, oh, okay, in, in the case of, like, previous writers that you've interviewed, you know, mm -hmm. they, they get through a certain word count, then they can go binge watch TV, you know, so a favorite TV show or whatever. Right. In this case, I am at a desk, mm -hmm. nine to five, you know, mm -hmm. I take breaks, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm more interested in just getting the project done. And as soon as the project's done, I scratch it off the list and then I can move on to the next one. And it's something I don't have to worry about. Um, regarding rewards and stuff, if I want a thing, I'm just going to get up and go do the thing. That's fair. You know, um, it, it, I, I'm not a positive reinforcement kind of person that way. Um, I like being praised for my work, but that happens pretty much, I mean, <laughs> according to all of these real estate agents, I walk on water in regards to That's always good. That I do. That's so, always good. So, but it's a hard standard to maintain. It, it's, well, um, in regards to what I do, it's not really all that hard. <laughs> so, because real estate agents are not, very few of them are technical. Okay. Um, so when it comes to one of their systems or tools, you know, not working the way they want to, or they just don't understand what's doing it. As soon as I show them how to do it, they're like, this is amazing. You're the best thing ever. And then they get on with their lives. Um, they're more interested in selling houses than they are in figuring out how to update their website or figuring out how to do whatever. And that's fine for them. That's that's part of the reason right. why my job is what my job is, is because um, I couldn't sell. I, I'd be terrified trying to sell a house, trying trying to you know walk a client on how sales to sell a house. Sales is hard. Yes. Sales is very hard. Yes. Which is why I don't do it anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I've tried my hand at you know things like uh, you know being an independent consultant for things like Sensi and whatever, and it's mm -hmm. just like no, nope, not for me. <laughs> All right. So well, yeah, the whole rewarding myself thing is just scratching it off the list. So what about the other side of the coin? What about what it, what about when you miss or when you fail or when I miss or when I fail, it's just, okay, let's try again. <laughs> you know, um, I'm kind of a water off the duck's back kind of person. Okay. Um, now, granted, you know, when we have our monthly sales meetings and the technology doesn't quite mm -hmm. jive the way it's supposed to, I mean, I'm in charge of setting up the presentation. I create the presentation. I bring the laptop to broadcast the, pre you know, hook it into the projector. And I'm also responsible for recording the presentation. Mm -hmm. And then when the AV crew has an issue with microphones, the owner yells at me to fix it. And it's like, I don't know their equipment. Right. You know, so, you know, or if like the Wi-Fi is down and the video won't play or whatever, that kind of thing. So, you know, I'll, I'll get harassed. I'll get yelled at. And, you know, I'll just be like, okay, fine. This, this stuff happens. I'll mm -hmm. just make sure it doesn't happen next time. And okay. Sometimes it does happen next time. And yeah. it's just something to deal with. Technology is its own special yeah. Special thing. So if something fails, um, I troubleshoot it. Mm -hmm. Why did it fail? How did it fail? 
what can I do to keep her from failing again? So you do the retrospective. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the postmortem, as it were. That's yeah, kind of. That's what we call it in, in tech. It's, and I'm sure there are better terms, but we do root cause analysis as a, and a, and a postmortem mm -hmm. after a major event to determine why it happened, complete timeline on when it happened, and what lessons can we learn to make sure either it doesn't happen again, or if it does, we do better at dealing with the situation. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter whether we did it right or wrong, whether we did a fantastic job or it was a complete doomed cluster. We do it every time. Just Yeah, just in case there's something you may have missed. Right. Yeah. Or more importantly, to find out why did it happen again, mm -hmm. uh, and while we might have dealt with the triage and the execution and the cleaning up, what circumstances led to a failure of the same kind happening more than once? Because we want to avoid that at all costs. Right. Where yours is a little more fungible. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, it's really the only time I have to deal with, you know, catastrophic failures like that. Okay, so we have an event coming up in October. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, that's a month away. <laughs> so it's we call it our Power Up Symposium, and it's a full-day motivational conference oh, free for one our of those. agents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're in our fourth year doing it, and we have to – call vendors to help sponsor it we have to you know mm -hmm. get the speakers together we have to get the venue together and all this other stuff and it's it's the very first year we did it we had two months to do it okay two months to get everything put together so that was interesting um so yeah every time we do this event i am learning something from it and um you know and and it, it quickly becomes a ramp up into figuring out okay you know near near Two you, weeks out. And you can like, only pre-plan the logistics right, so much. Right. And there's a lot of, I don't, you may have noticed that there's there might be a few notes in here on like reminders for power-up and stuff. I, we have to make sure our agents come to it too. I'm trying not to look too closely. It's, it's a really tight and my eyes are not the best. Yeah. But I don't want to be like, oh, look at this because that's, yeah. that, that's not necessarily the best in terms of, I mean, no, it's awesome and I love the colors and it's really <laughs> neat and tidy. Uh, but I do a lot of data security, and yeah. so there's a part of me that goes, I don't need to know that, so I don't need to look too closely. It, it, it may it be mundane and boring as hell. But and, and it wouldn't be relevant to you anyway, right. but it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Nope. Okay. That's it. That's it? Uh, any other comments or resources you have for the listeners at home? So, okay, so here's what I tell my agents mm -hmm. when, I'm, when I'm sitting down with them on, a, on their initial orientation on all of the various tools and systems that we have. Mm -hmm. We have so many, it's overwhelming. And they tell me that, we have so much stuff, it's so overwhelming. And I tell them, pick one or two that you like, mm -hmm. get really good at them, and then move on to the other ones. Figure out which one's going to be important to your business. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if our sign call capture system is important to your business, get really good at that system. If our, uh, if you really want to flesh out your website, you know, if, if you think that's going to be important to your business, then work on that thing. You don't have to learn everything all at once. Right. Um, and I think that works in any, any situation. 
-hmm. where it where it comes to you know developing uh, a system of productivity to help you mm -hmm. you know to help you keep on track find what appeals to you and work on it and if it, and if it doesn't work don't feel bad about throwing it away and starting something different how many have we thrown away in uh, this will be episode I think 11 and so far I believe we've thrown out 10 getting Ursula where she is right now yeah so uh, fearless yeah be fearless uh, or no wait what do we call it in tech fail fast fail fast fail fast you want to fail fast and move on to the next thing right because if you spend too much time trying to fix something that just isn't working for you it's going to become wasted effort right same with you know hiring and firing slow mm -hmm. to, slow to hire quick to fire yes Pretty until much. you're an organization of a certain size and you have to go through certain hr steps right whole other ball game right right so yeah so that that would be my tip you know find if something looks good try it out um but don't yeah like you said fail mm -hmm. fast don't don't spend a whole bunch of time getting it to work for what you need weeks going to that just that perfect little thing when there may yeah. be something better or i mean regarding this bullet journal mm -hmm. i i quickly threw out the uh, the original idea behind it where you have the the monthly breakdown and then the weekly whatever that part drives me crazy the, every the, time i look know, at it and then drawing a little calendar in it just i i immediately threw that away because it doesn't work for me i just nice all i need is a running to-do list that's it there you go awesome awesome well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Here we go again with the handshake, and no one can actually see the handshake, but thank you. I'll, <laughs> I'll get you, you the uh, the badge code okay. for a guest because okay. I know you're really excited about that part. Oh, yeah. Like, the moment you walked into the hotel, you're like, can I get the card now? Like, yes, here's the card. So I, I was tempting, toying with the idea of harassing you on Twitter going, I've already met you. Give me the code. <laughs> I met you a couple years ago. Give me the code. I so. know. I know. Yes. So. But anyway, thank you very much. You're welcome. And we Thanks will for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you later, I'm sure. Sure. Well, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Reagan. I had a great time talking to Reagan. Reagan is always fun to hang out with. The dogs are going up and down the stairs, as you can hear. Uh, and I really actually learned a lot from her, especially looking at the pages of her bullet journal, listening to how she used it. And I hope all of you got a lot of those same, or at least some of the same inspiration I did from it. Well, you are certainly fired up about bullet journaling, so apparently now I really want to try it in its its pure, simple, just do the. It's very, very bare bones when you get right down to it. So that's where I'm looking at kind of going next. With that, you had pointed something out to me while we were on break. Yes. And that was that maybe the terms I'm using are much more corpse speak yes. and not 
normal human speak, as it were. And part of that is some feedback I received uh, a couple months ago in that if I had my aspiration to be a project manager, I needed to speak more professionally and more like a project manager. More formally. More formally and not quite so casually or conversationally, which is something I do quite a lot in my emails or my technical explanations or whatever. And so that, that sort of stuck with me that the piece of feedback was not that I was bad at communicating. It was, I was not formal enough at communicating that I wasn't using the right terms to give the same messages. So if I fall into the more formal, more technical stuff, it's partly because of that, especially when I'm talking about things like planning and project management and the dog has seen something outside that apparently needs attention. Probably the rooster. The rooster doesn't come around at night. The rooster stays away at night. The rooster comes around uh, in the morning and about midway through the afternoon. The neighbor's rooster likes to visit. The dogs do not care for this. The dogs are not fond of this. It is... The rooster will kill us all unless they bark at it. Loudly. Hysterically. Endlessly. Endlessly. Back and forth, back and forth. I, I actually tried to give Lacey a treat to distract her from the rooster outside the front window. And she ignored the treat. She actually... I set it down. Ernie was like, oh goody... I have a thing. I can chew on this thing. Lacey's like, can't eat now. There's rooster. a rooster in the front yard. <laughs> Which is, I've never seen her turn down food like that. Lacey is a very um, single-minded individual. Very focused. And I thought that food was, in fact, the primary, the top of her little Maslow's hierarchy, as it were, or maybe the bottom. But apparently rooster is below it. Or above it. Or above it, whichever way it's you're supposed priority, to. higher priority, yes. Anyway, the, so the, 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 you are, in essence, attempting to incorporate feedback. And it is not necessarily bad feedback. No, um, it is you not. You may note that I, I am not working in a corporate environment. Yes. Uh, that being said, neither is the podcast. Neither is the podcast. Well, I don't know that, but in general, neither is the podcast. And your point is taken. And I will try to do better in the future. And you're very good at calling me on my bullshit. I, it's what I do. It is what you do. And now I will make my confession. Yes. Oh, my mom was in like two cults. My therapist tried to recruit me for one. I'm really opposed to cults. So anything that even begins to, to smell cult-like to you, you're just like, nope. There was also that whole eBay. Yeah, I noped out a stranger in a strange land so hard. I bet. I was like, what is this? This is a fucking free love cult. No. I don't care if he's a Martian Jesus. No, this is stupid. <laughs> Gee, dear God, people. Yeah, uh, no. And rolling through that, then you probably... Just say no to Martian Jesus, even if he has a bullet journal. You probably shouldn't watch the new season of American Horror Story, because I'm sure there's a cult going on in there somewhere. I just haven't figured out where yet. See, I don't mind the cult cultists as... The bad guys that you then you know it's like uh, like the, the cults are cultists are very handy they're like um, uh, zombies they're it's like yeah cultists let's kill them uh, go to antagonists yes, yes they're they're great in video games because you're like oh goody brainwashed you know cults cultists who want to uh, sacrifice me to Martian Jesus let's kill them 
Uh, this is fair. Yes. But uh, yes, but uh, in reality, I must. No, I don't have like a super big phobia, so you guys don't need to worry about like talking about cults to me. It's just you know, I am perhaps a little hair trigger on everything smells like a cult. Yes, I believe uh, the listeners and I have noticed. <laughs> And it was when my mom found like the only Buddhist cult in Michigan. I was impressed. That one was impressive, I have yeah. to say. And they were meeting at her house. It took her a little while to figure out it was actually a cult. Yeah. It was prosperity Buddhism, wasn't it? Yeah. That's... I mean, and then she was just like, "Well, I have a lot of friends here, and it's really weird, and but I don't want to kick my friends out of the house because obviously this is meaningful for them." My mom is very nice. Nice yes. people get sucked into cults. I never get sucked into cults because I'm not nice. <laughs> Someone's like, we want you to do this for Martian Jesus. And I'm like, nope, I got to be somewhere. So this week's badge code is bullet cult. <laughs> what, not Martian Jesus? No. <laughs> bullet cult. One word, no dashes, all caps. My apologies will... to anyone currently in the church of all worlds. It's okay. I'm sorry that you really took Stranger into Strangeland seriously, but on the other hand, you put out a good magazine in the 90s for a while. So the code this week is Bullet Cult. <laughs> I will, you know, have the badge up and ready to go. If you want to hear past episodes, you can go to productivityalchemy.com. You can hear our other podcasts, the fiction podcast, The Hidden Almanac, at thehiddenalmanac.com. You can hear the one where we drink heavily and swear a lot and eat really, really terrible foods. There's actually a pile of boxes of food in here. Yes. That needs to be taken care of. But uh, that's Kevin and Ursley Eat Cheap at kuec.libsyn.com. Those are our other two podcasts. Yes. We do not have any official sponsors on this podcast yet. Someday I will. If you'd like to officially sponsor Productivity Alchemy, you should contact Kevin. I just show up to make comments. It's, it's you really show. do. My, <laughs> I do hope to have a Patreon around this podcast at some point, or a Patreon I, to support all of these podcasts, because this is my primary hobby, is recording podcasts. But the upshot of that is that I am so busy I have not had time to finish the Patreon page for it. It's pretty typical, right? So we hope you enjoyed this week. If you have any comments, you can either comment on the blog post uh, or the post this was done in. You can email me directly, kevin at sunny, S-O-N-N-E-Y dot com. There's also a form on the contact page of the website where it basically sends an email straight to me. I had to add the little anti-spam bot thing because... I was getting several a day, and it was painfully obvious that they were just web scraping, going comment, 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 and it's just like, no, I, I don't want to deal with this. Also, I'll... big thanks to all of the fans at Bubonicon who came Oh up. my god, you guys were awesome. Yes. And... Hi, Radiant! Hi, Radiant! Yes, we had so much fun talking to you guys. Also, all the people we saw in Helsinki, and I guess all the people I am likely to see at upcoming events because there's stuff still coming up this year still coming up this month i'm looking forward to october when i'm home and maybe the guy who's been sending me emails about hey i will provide you content for a low low fee since it appears you haven't been consistent in releasing podcast episodes 
which is by far the strangest money making like podcasters have money <laughs> i mean that's the thing like podcasters have money so thank you to everyone who listens and hope you enjoy it we will see you next time we need a tagline like be productive i really haven't worked out a tagline for this one yet someday i might i mean the the official tagline on the website is normal people being productive but that really doesn't end an episode you're looking insert at your inspirational tagline here Oy.